Hello, and welcome to Wild Women, the Wild Swimming Podcast. I'm Laura MacDonald. Today, I have a lovely little tale for you, perfect for a winter evening. You know how in folktales, evil cannot cross running water? Well, I've decided that this is one of those folk beliefs that is absolutely true, and today's natter proves it. I'm about to bring you the story of the mermaid, the joy of community, and the power of the sea to wash away the evils of the day. But first, that grimy bit where I rattle my tip jar under your nose. Wild Women is free for everyone to hear, and I don't advertise or accept freebies. The only income I have for the show to cover the frankly ridiculous bills is the tip jar, which you can find at ko-fi slash wildwomen. Links are in the show notes, and if all my listeners were able to chuck a couple of pounds, euro or dollars in my direction, then the show would be able to wash its face, and I will be able to keep bringing you interviews with brilliant wild wimmers just like you. If you can't spare a coffee, then can you please spare me two minutes of your precious time to review, rate and subscribe or share the show with your wild swimming communities. It will help other people to find the show and believe me, I read all of the reviews in the same way I hoover up for our Roshi on Christmas morning. So please throw a few golden nuggets my way and make a tired, sugar-drunk woman very happy. Today I'm chatting with Roxanne Woolcott, an NHS nurse from Scarborough, North Yorkshire who only took to the sea in March 2021. Since taking up sea swimming, though, she has built up a community swimming group of fellow NHS workers, which has become a vital support system for all involved. We got ourselves a snug wee Zoom room back in October to discuss all things frontline working, big drum bangers, chub rub, and the responsibility that comes from being the Mama Mermaid. First of all, before we get started, can you just say your name nice and clearly for me? It's Roxanne Walcott. Fabulous. Thank you, Roxanne. And tell me, are you a dipper, a swimbler, a serious swimmer, or are you an athlete? So interestingly, we had this conversation in the sea on Sunday of what are we? <laughs> um, I think probably a swimbler. Excellent. Um, at times we've been called serious swimmers. Um but yeah, definitely a swimbler. <laughs> In my definition, um, if you are a serious swimmers, the kind of thing that for me that differentiates that is uh, if you are worried about any numbers, distance, time, endurance, all, all of that stuff takes you into serious swimmer. And then if you start entering events, you're definitely a serious swimmer. Um, yeah, so perhaps we are serious swimmers. Um, I we just sat, uh, swam the dementia um sort of um swim for dementia that was it over 30 days oh, fantastic. um started with five miles ended up at 10 yeah um now swim in the virtual channel um <laughs> excellent so let's backtrack a little bit yeah. how okay. did you get started as a swimmer outdoors um Sorry, I'm going to ask that so, question again because it was such it was such a bad yeah. way to word it. How did you get started swimming outdoors? So I guess living by the sea. Um, we've only been here for about three years, so we've been by the sea for about three years, but um, sort of never ventured down into the sea, despite living five minutes away. <laughs> and you're in you're in North Yorkshire, right? Yes, yeah, Scarborough. Nice. Oh, um, it's it's really nice. So. Um, it's been quite a stressful year. Um, I worked for the NHS, 
and just trying to find ways to keep myself well. Um, and I'd seen people in the sea and thought, that looks really good. That looks so good, but never sort of dared to do it. Um, and got a wetsuit for Christmas, thought, shall I, shan't I? It's a bit, bit too cold. And then for some random dis- reason, um, a day in March, me and my daughter went in the sea and I was in for about five minutes and I've never been so cold. And then it just sort of snowballed. It does that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was quite a, it was really cold, but it was really lovely. And then from there, it was sort of, um, I joined a group up the coast a bit and did some of their more special swims. So the summer equinox I did, and then we did some full moon swims. And then, yeah, it just has spiraled. Fantastic. So in, in what way has it spiraled? What are you up to now? Um, so I was swimming with a group up the coast, um, up at Whitby. Um, I had a discussion with somebody at work who was like, well, I really fancy that, but I'm really worried about going on my own. Um, so decided to set up a group, um, which started with me and my daughter one night just down there sort of waiting to see whether anyone turned up um and there was two people sat on the wall watching us um fast forward to about three weeks later there was 18 of us in the sea wow that's definitely yeah. a snowball <laughs> yeah. um and swimming every day so Fantastic. it's been yeah so who all's coming down to join you then so we've got um quite a big group um of nhs staff um i work in a community in the in scarborough um and people from work have just really taken to it they're like i'm gonna come and the people that you think would go like what on earth are you doing are the people that have come and there's one particular member of staff that shouts about it to everybody like you've got to come you must come it's brilliant um (laughs) and um she's definitely been sort of the big um drum banger um <laughs> so lots of people have come and said yeah this is really good I really like this so it's predominantly we're NHS staff um that work in the community but then we've got some more people that have come from the hospital as well so that's quite nice that we're sort of building a bit of a community of of us to all together fantastic so sea swimming is now NHS endorsed that's nice yeah <laughs> We're trying to get them to buy us a beach hut from work, but it will never happen. (laughs) (laughs) No, not in Scarborough. Those things are gold dust. They are. They're very expensive. (laughs) They are. Tell me then about this group. So how has it grown and how are you guys um, supporting each other? Currently, there's about, I think usually there's about 15 of us that swim um, sort of consistently. Um, there's tomorrow night we'll do a full moon swim um and last month we did one and I think there's about 40 people sort of lined up on the beach which was um a bit shocking I was in the sea and turned around and there's all these people in the water and on the beach and quite emotional like this is something that I've done um we all really we've built this little community um that we all look after each other we all sort of can read each other when we're not very good and we'll say often who's going for a swim let's go for a swim it's quite yeah it's quite a lovely little group I guess and that we all because we work for the NHS or there's 
quite a few teachers that we've seemed to have got with us. Um, we all sort of feel the same about work and about COVID and about everything that's happened in the last year, 18 months. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's quite a nice way of, of being able to support each other. Absolutely, because I mean, NHS and teachers, I guess, really been right at the forefront of all the stresses have been landing at your feet first. So yes, it's nice yeah. to hear that you're looking after yourselves. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think we've all found that once we get in that sea, some of us will swim for a distance and some of us are just sort of bobbers. But once we've got in that sea, you're not in control of anything. Everything that's happened during the day sort of is left on the beach. We don't discuss work unless someone's having a particularly bad day. Um, but work is sort of left at work. It's just the time that we look after each other and, and have that, yeah, empty mind, I guess. It's a nice little reset switch, the cold, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Fantastic. So what other kind of events have you put together for yourselves? I guess, I think we've only done a couple of full moon swims. Although, to be fair, organising the swims seems to be a bit of an event in itself. We've had to... <laughs> because it's there's me and um, Amy who sort of organises everything. Everybody looks to us to organise when we're going to swim. So they'll say, can we swim? And they call me Mama Mermaid. When can we swim, Mama Mermaid? I don't know. I know as much as you. <laughs> <laughs> so just, but in the, at the minute, we're just setting up um, a um, sort of sea safety session. And luckily, my husband's in the RNLI. So he's got links to people there that can sort of, will do it for us. My husband works on the first British um, offshore seaweed farm and they've got a boat in the harbour um, and that's got a bar on it and a cafe and then underneath it's got a hatchery. Um, so they're going to let us use the boat um, for a little bit of drinks and some sea safety talk. So that'll be really good. That sounds like a brilliant night out. If you are new to sea swimming, I urge you to do like Mama Mermaid and do your research. It can be difficult to know where to start because you don't know what you don't know, but that's where local knowledge, more experienced swimmers and trusted sources come to your aid. If you also want to get going and learn about how to read the sea conditions, especially when it comes to things like tides, currents and rips, there are excellent resources to get you started on the Outdoor Swimming Society site and there are also online courses available too. I noticed that Immerse Hebrides are running their courses in early 2022 and you will find the links to all of these in the show notes. Because I was going to ask, I mean, if you're a relatively new swimmer yourself, having the responsibility of a big group of people must be quite a pressure. It is. And there's times when I just want to go and get in the sea and not have the responsibility of anybody else. There are times when we very much say there are no planned swims, but I'll go and get in because... I don't want the responsibility of anybody else in the sea, but I'm quite happy to take responsibility for myself of getting in and I can get out or I know when to safely get out. Um, so, yeah, there are times that I just sneak off and swim and don't tell anyone. I'm well, really so glad to hear it. <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely like my solo swims. Excellent. Yeah. And you were saying you've been doing some fundraising swims as well. Yeah, so we swam for um, dementia because that's something that 
through work has affected us all either personally or professionally um so that was amy's sort of um baby she decided that we should swim for dementia so yeah it started out at five miles each and i went to 10 stupidly i think but i did it <laughs> and we raised um i think 1600 1700 pounds something like that oh superb well done. There were six of us that did it, so it was yeah, quite an achievement, really. That is, that's brilliant news. Tell me about the best swim you've done so far. Um, I think definitely um, the summer solstice was incredible. Um, I travelled up to Whitby for that. Um, well, Sands End actually. Um, so I left here at sort of three o'clock in the morning to get up there, um, and it was not really swimming with her um, there was lots of paddling and lots of being knocked over um, <laughs> but the light was so beautiful and it was incredible to see all the people in the sea um, the people that had managed to get through the waves and sort of out on the other side it, yeah it was just so lovely it was magical and they, yeah. there was a big campfire and there was people putting croissants on the fire and hot chocolate it's just that sense of community as well as as the swim and the the water for me because it's quite yeah, it nice there's quite a big surf at that that bay as well so even on a relatively calm day elsewhere i think it's because that area is kind of north facing it just gets the it's pretty choppy yeah. even on a good day <laughs> yeah we get battered quite a lot um yeah. <laughs> and we have to sort of make a decision which bay we're going to go into mm-hmm. um and luckily because we've got the two bays we can choose if if it's a bad day then usually one of or the other is okay but we do get a lot of surf and it's trying to get through the the waves sometimes as a family a little family unit we probably have got more adventurous um and just I thinking guess because you don't buy somebody a wetsuit for christmas without a good <laughs> that was me asking ah well there you go <laughs> <laughs> i was pestering <laughs> please I want to go to the sea please um but my husband's is is a um member of the crew for the RNLI so he's on the boat so he's at sea with them he works on a seaweed farm as well so he's out and about and this morning he's harvesting for seaweed so have you adventured to other swim spots or have you just uh, stuck to the Yorkshire coast so far so um we went to the lakes in the summer um we were only there for three days but i managed to fit in three swims <laughs> um any opportunity that's i was going to say it's so standard yeah <laughs> yeah my husband says now does everything revolve around swimming yes yeah, pretty much yes, it does. we've got to go to um his his grandma's house um sadly she died so we're just emptying the house mm. um and it's in lincoln so i was like oh are we going this weekend oh I found somewhere to swim can I swim <laughs> it's like we're supposed to be clearing the house uh-huh. <laughs> uh, um so I swam in the lakes a couple of different swims um we've got a lake up just inland a little bit so um swim there um and I'm just starting to look at um the lakes and the waterfalls and the rivers on the moors um I have been up to the um Thomason Fuzz and swam there which was just lovely the walk was horrific the kids were screaming <laughs> it'd been raining so it was really muddy 
um, and it was a sort of real climb to get through. The path wasn't very um, clear, wasn't very good. So yeah, I've got a six-year-old who just screamed the entire time that we were going to fall and die and very dramatic. <laughs> but it was worth it when we got there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever get that kind of mum guilt when you've marched your family somewhere so that you can have a swim? Because... <laughs> Yeah. I, I have I totally do that and my husband and my daughter are just looking at me going really and now we just have to sit and wait and I'm like yes you do yeah. sorry yes yes <laughs> the kids said the other day um after school can we go to the beach I was like yeah of course we can so I packed on my stuff thinking I'm going for a swim when we got there they were like oh we thought we we're going for a walk it's like oh you two ruin all the fun <laughs> I just wanted to get in the water <laughs> And they're quite good that either they'll get in with me or they'll just sit on the sand and watch and wait. And they don't, you know, they'll play together, but they'll not particularly run off or do anything else. They'll just wait for us to come out, which is good. Oh, that's brilliant. Anyway, what about, have you had any um, sort of entertaining wildlife encounters yet? We um, we saw a seal the other day. Everyone was, oh, hyster- lovely. they were hysterical. Oh. Like, it's really dangerous. They're going to come and get us. They're really angry. Just leave it alone. It'll be fine. OK, quick rundown. Seals. How to deals. Should we be scared of them? Are they just big wet puppers? Well, no and no. Seals are curious and charming and playful and nosy as your great aunt Aggie. So they might pop up to say hi while you're swimming. And that's fine. You don't need to lose your head with fear. If it's on their terms, a seal encounter is a magical moment. Relax and enjoy. But seals can also be territorial, protective of their young, and will, like a toddler, stick just about anything they don't understand in their mouth, which could be an issue if it's your food. If this happens, just keep calm, as they are more likely to just test you out rather than purposefully take a chunk. But their jaws are hella strong, and they might not mean to hurt you or share any little seal germs, but they absolutely can do that, especially if they are spooked by fast movements. They are wild animals, so definitely don't go thinking of them as sea puppies, as I have seen some people online term it. Try more to think of it as them being sea wolves. They probably won't do you any harm, but please don't test that by swimming over to them. They might not like the cut of your jib, and in the water they are faster and stronger than you. Also, while we're on seals, please don't approach them if you see them basking on the beach. They are way less agile on land and can really hurt themselves trying to get back into the water in a hurry if you spook them. This is especially true if you see them in the autumn with pups. Admire them from afar, or if you can't be trusted, go find a nice park somewhere and behave yourself. It's their beach after all. There's a great little article on the Outdoor Swimming Society page about how to deal with seal interactions, and of course the link is in the show notes. I don't, I think... um... Some of the people that I swim with have lived in this part of the coast for their entire lives. But you'll ask them, how many times have you been to the beach in your life? And they're like, three, four? They live literally a stone's throw from the beach. But I think living here, people take it for granted. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not as much of a, a thing to go to the beach and see the seals and the wildlife. So when they see it, they panic. Which is quite funny. <laughs> <laughs> They're quite a funny bunch, though, really. <laughs> Most of us are nurses. There's a couple of physios. Um, but it definitely has made a difference to our well-being at work. Um, I think if you ask 
most of the people that come from work will say they feel that they are generally a bit less stressed at work, a bit happier. They don't care quite so much about what they look like. Um, somebody came down to the beach the other day in just a, a rain mac with the swimming costume underneath. She said, I feel like a flasher, but I'm quite happy. <laughs> oh, that's good though. What about yourself? Have you noticed any kind of side effects about your, you know, your confidence or your appearance or anything? Definitely. Um, I would never, ever have gone to the beach in a pair of shorts, let alone put on a swimming costume. Um, the other day I got changed on the beach because it was looked like a nice day and I thought I'm going for a swim. Um, there was a group of school kids next to me. I just got my dry robe on, changed underneath. Um, I'd have never imagined doing that, um, even like a year ago. Um, as I walked past all these kids, they're all like, oh my God, as I just got my swimming costume on, walking off into the sea. <laughs> it's like 13 degrees of raining. I'm definitely more confident. Um, oh, wonderful. I'd have never posted pictures of myself in my pants on the internet. Um, just as I have done this last couple of days, trying to find uh, solutions for chub rub, <laughs> for sea rub. <laughs> Never in a million years did I think I'd get like stinging, burning chub rub in the sea in, in winter. I was like, what is this? Oh, it's the sand, it's the sea salt. That's what that is. Um, and it's something that I don't think we've talked about as a group. We've just not really realised until I was like, oh, it's burning. What is this? This is horrible. That's what your first uh, first four seasons of sea swimming will do. You'll just learn all of the things. Maybe a guru <laughs> yeah. by next year. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> it's lovely hearing about your little community and you're all kind of learning together, though. That's nice. Yeah. And that's that's it. I um, get called the expert a lot and I keep saying to them, I am not an expert. Please do not call me that. I am just as much a beginner as you are. And that is that is a scary thing, being called the expert. And can we swim? And what about this? I don't know. I have to look it up. There's so much to know, though. It's very interesting, but it's... It is. It is really interesting. And we swim a lot in North Bay. Um, and North Bay is notoriously bad for riptides. There's always a rip. Riptides... I could try and explain rips right here, but honestly, the links to the OSS that are already in the show notes are much more comprehensive than I could manage, and there is a visual guide, which is what you really need. Mm-hmm. Um, and generally, I find myself in it, and then it's like, oh, I'm back again, trying to get myself out. And it is, luckily now, I know what to look for and where to avoid and where to swim and how to get out if I, if I get stuck, but I've been rescued three times as a child, so... Yeah, it's yeah, oh. it's scary. Yeah. These were I was in Cornwall on surfboards to age ten, just drifting and not realising and my parents were sat on the beach and didn't realise either and mm-hmm. well the somebody just came to get me and I was like, Oh, was I too far away? No idea. Well at least you weren't panicking. <laughs> Boris <laughs> So now I'm a bit more careful. <laughs> the thing that I've learned there is you can't know everything there is so much to know and I, I really like the Instagram community of being able to look and go like oh I didn't know that that's that's really helpful to know um and then taking that and, and going off and finding more information about that um I'm definitely looking at more sort of um 
sea safety courses and open water courses to um, sort of broaden my knowledge and be able to say to people, yeah, it's definitely not safe to get in today or yeah, it's fine, let's, let's do it and then know what to do if we get in that situation beyond calling the RNLI because that would be a bit of an embarrassment. <laughs> Never live it down at home. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for, thank you. Uh, for having an atter with me. Thank you so much, Roxanne. I had a wee update from Roxanne to say that she is on her way to finishing her virtual channel, but that her plans have been interrupted somewhat by an underlying health issue. Her consultant actually recommended that she give up outdoor swimming completely, but Mama Mermaid says that she lasted three weeks before the benefits of swimming for her mental health clearly outweighed any potential risks. So she is back in the water, albeit with a wetsuit and nowhere near as often as she would like. You can follow Roxanne at the Scarborough Siren and at the Hub Sea Swimmers on Instagram. They're an absolutely brilliant group and just about to kick off their 2022 fundraising endeavours. So look them up and send them some love. And if you are local to the area, Roxanne and her swim buddy will be on the local radio at the end of December to share their plans. You can follow Wild Women Pod on Facebook and Instagram to see what I'm up to. Send me a message. And if you use the hashtag Wild Women, I do share Instagram posts on my stories every Tuesday. You can buy me a coffee and contribute to my goal of covering the production costs of Wild Women at ko-fi. That's coffee slash Wild Women. A couple of quid really does make a massive difference. Thank you to Mary St Mary of the Housecoat Project, not just for allowing me to use the theme music, but also for giving me a shout out on her Instagram last week to say that she loves the podcast. You made my square little heart skip a funky beat. You can find links to their work in the show notes. Until next time, Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and I wish you as many chilly winter swims as your little heart desires. 